this is good because I think it's, um, listen, we, we are hosting a podcast as Christians talking about Christian topics. And I think it's important that both of us say we have doubts and we ask questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> right? you're right to acknowledge that. I, I feel like I I'm always very hesitant to share that with people, you know, other Christians, because it's like, they're going to think I'm a bad Christian. But then the more I hear other people sharing their doubts and like mm-hmm. confusions and I'm watching the chosen, I'm what I'm in, in season two nice. and just hearing how they're portraying the disciples of all the doubts they had. And they were literally with Jesus at the time. And it's like, yeah, yeah I'm not alone in this. So mm-hmm. I do think it's important for us to be vulnerable in that and share when we're doubting so that we can be strengthened by our fellow Christians. Welcome to the Conscious Christian Conversations podcast. I'm Tanya. And I'm Kyleen. We are two spunky Christians with diverse backgrounds and life experiences who want to encourage each other and you listening to challenge your subconscious beliefs. Each episode, the two of us will be having a conversation around a specific topic that we may or may not have different perspectives on. If you haven't already, please listen to episode one to learn what we are all about. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Welcome everyone to another episode of Conscious Christian Conversations. It's Kyleen and Tanya back with you again this week for another really interesting topic, which is what is prayer and does it work? So we have not actually spoken about this uh, ahead of time. So I have no idea what your perspective is, Tanya. And as I was uh, prepping and leading up to this and thinking about it, I was like, you know, I think this is going to be a really good conversation because there is a lot of I think there are a lot of opinions about what prayer is. I think there's a lot of misuse of prayer and I think there's the biblical version of prayer and there's just a lot to talk about. So yeah. let's, let's first start. This was uh, your topic idea. Um, why don't you kind of introduce your thoughts on it and um, why you brought this up? Yeah. So I, I'll be a little vulnerable here. Um, I've been having kind of a, a, I maybe call it a crisis of faith over the last few months, like since the new year. Um, And I won't say, maybe that's the wrong terminology, but I've just been, because I truly, truly believe in my heart and like, you know, there's been a lot of growth, but there's also been a lot of doubt. So I feel like I've been under a lot of attack from a doubting perspective. And, um, And so one of the things that really hit me was um, we were talking about prayer in church, um, one of our church services. And one of the thoughts that popped into my head was that doesn't work, doesn't work. And I was like, whoa, where did that come from? Like I, it caught me by surprise. So I really started thinking about it. I'm like, well, does prayer, does prayer work? Like there've been a lot of prayers that I've asked that have not come true. And I'm like, I don't know that I actually believe that he answers our prayers so much as, you know, we can like, let him know what we're hoping for, but like, he's going to do what he's going to do anyway. And there's no changing that, that outcome. I think that's more where I was starting to have my thoughts go is like, well, we can Ooh, ask you're talking about want. the predestination episode. Yes. Again. And I was like, okay, that's very interesting. Cause I don't believe in that. So mm. what's happening here. So I did a lot of prayer on it. So, I mean, I obviously like there is a piece of me that definitely believes that prayer is important. Um, and that, that conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that's kind of where it came from. And so I, I asked if we could talk about it two weeks ago. Um, and since then I've actually had a 180 degree change of heart. Like he Ah. has Mm -hmm. answered 
me so clearly on and and I and I understood that now my confusion about whether prayer works or not is was solely on me like it was my expectations of what I thought it should be Mm. and so um it'll be maybe a bit more of a different conversation than I had anticipated because I feel like I have my answer of what he gave me Mm -hmm. but I still think that it's like I'd still love your perspective and like some of the things that you've learned and you know what you brought up about abusive prayer and some of the other stuff Mm. as well. So yeah, this is, this is good because I think it's, um, listen, we, we are hosting a podcast as Christians talking about Christian topics. And I think it's important that both of us say we have doubts and we ask questions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think right? you're right to acknowledge that. I, I feel like I I'm always very hesitant to share that with people, you know, other Christians, because it's like, they're going to think I'm a bad Christian. But then the more I hear other people sharing their doubts and like mm-hmm. confusions and I'm watching the chosen, I'm I'm in, in season two nice. and just hearing how they're portraying the disciples of all the doubts they had. And they were literally with Jesus at the time. And it's like, yeah, yeah I'm not alone in this. So mm-hmm. I do think it's important for us to be vulnerable in that and share when we're doubting so that we can be strengthened by our fellow Christians. And yeah. And I mean, I think, um, I think here's the thing for me is, and we talked about this, like in the first couple episodes, I think it's really important to question what you believe. Cause if you don't ever question it, is it really what you believe or just what you've been mm-hmm. taught? Right. Mm-hmm. So there's, right. there's that aspect of it for me. There's been a lot of, um, whatever you want to call it, deconstructing, detangling, there's different words you can use. But, um, for me, it's been a lot of separating and trying to figure out as an adult, what I actually believe God is Jesus is, and the Bible actually says and promotes versus all of the, um, cultural and Christian theology and mm-hmm. religion that I was brought up in that mm-hmm. may or may not actually align with what scripture says. Right. And so, or the the misinterpretation that man can put on what God's word, right? Just, yeah, the, the, the misuse of scripture and Mm -hmm. using it to keep, um, marriages in abusive situations, for example, or, um, you know, the promotion of purity culture and, um, you know, just a lot of uh, things that end up, you, you get Bible verses slammed over your head and you end up feeling horrible and it serves no beneficial purpose except Mm -hmm. to keep you down. And I I don't think that's the Bible. I don't think that's Jesus. I don't think that's God at Mm -hmm. all. And, um, you know, for me personally, and I kind of briefly alluded to this in a previous episode when we were talking, but for me, I was raised in a very, 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 (laughs) very, uh, conservative evangelical upbringing. And so there were certain pillars in the community that you basically looked up to as like the leaders of this type of Christianity. And essentially every single one of them has fallen and had some huge scandal or it's like they've done some really, really horrible things or they've promoted some really abusive values or they've got, um, you know, they've got caught doing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as an adult, you look back on this and you're like, okay, so uh, what is truth and um, what was I taught versus what is in scripture? So for me, that's where a lot of my doubts have come in, but then also with prayer specifically, if people haven't figured it out by now, I'm very woo and into energy and, um, (laughs) um, all of that kind of stuff. Right. And, and as we talked about previously, I believe all that comes from God. So I don't have an issue with it. Um, and I get a little confused and I'm trying to figure out how much is in us because we are designed a certain way that God created us to be powerful beings spiritually ourselves on our own and how much of what happens is coming actually from intervention from God. And so I think prayer Mm -hmm. is really going to come into that because I think Christians, particularly in the more evangelical side of things are 
uh, they would go so far to the end of the spectrum to say like, God gets credit for every single thing that happens in my life. And I'm like, well, actually you make a lot of your own choices and like you take a lot of action. And, um, and on a spiritual level, I actually think that, um, we are spiritual beings that can actually accomplish a lot of things in the energetic and spiritual realm on our own. Now, to clarify, I still believe that all comes from God. I think ultimately God gets all the credit and, um, and, and all that kind of stuff. But I do think there's a separation of like, he's not constantly intervening in like every decision you make. Right. And so this is where I get, this is, well, this is where I get a little muddled. <laughs> this is where I get a little muddled is because I do, I think we have to find the balance between feeling confident and, and, um, in our own abilities as spiritual beings and having choice and being able to utilize the gifts that he's given us. And this is where I think prayer comes in. And, and I think we should go in and like talk about what we think prayer is and how it's used and stuff. But this is where mm -hmm. I think prayer comes in. Prayer to me is that relationship building and that communication with God. And so this mm -hmm. is where I think the two align and are separate at the same time. And that is that I am in, you know, if I have a vision for my life and I take action on it and I do all this kind of stuff, absolutely God has uh, power in terms of like, if he didn't want me to accomplish something, he could just snap his fingers. Right. But we already mm -hmm. kind of talked about predestination and free will, and we believe in free will. So mm -hmm. we think he lets us make our own choices. So I actually have a lot of say in what happens in my life, what direction mm -hmm. I go, the outcome of it, um, all these kinds of things I can visualize, I can lean into it. I can work with my subconscious mind. There's a lot of science behind like me having the life that I want and how that works in our brain and, and the energetic field and all this kind of stuff. Like that's just reality. And non-Christians can do that just as well as anybody else. So where I think prayer comes in is as a Christian, those visions, those goals, those activities should be in alignment with what God wants for our life. And so mm -hmm. prayer is really, let me have a relationship with God so that all of these decisions, visions, and choices and activities that I am doing are in alignment with what you want me to do. So let me have this relationship with you so that you can work on my heart. So you can give me wisdom. So you can give mm -hmm. me discernment so that yes, these are my choices and I am taking all of this action and I am actually creating this in my world and this physical reality, but I am doing it in alignment with what you created me to do. And so that, um, that's where I think they are both separate and yet they are the same. And so, mm -hmm. or not the same, but, um, intertwined very much. And so as a Christian, it's like, yeah, I have all this power to do whatever I want basically. And I should be wanting to do what God wants. And if those are, are separate, then that's where we need, you know, we have some work to do because <laughs> mm -hmm. if we're do, if we are, um, in full alignment with our purpose and how we are created as spiritual beings that God created us. And we are wanting to do what God wants us to do and want to accomplish his goal in this world. Then prayer is essentially what is going to allow us to accomplish that. It's going to allow us to have the relationship, the communication, he, and, and literally give him permission to work on our hearts so that we yeah. get that outcome. Yeah. So then from that, he works on us because we have opened the door and said, I want you to do this. Mm-hmm then he does this. And then all the desires and visions and goals that I have for my life, even though I think they're my idea are coming through him. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So where yeah, I get a little I mixed up so. is like, but like, let's just take energy work as an example. A non-Christian can do energy work and they can be very successful. Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah. I think we are intrinsically powerful, just as human beings, period. Do you think, do you see what I'm saying? How I, they are separate, but I think as a Christian, they also align. Yes. Um, I'm, I, I'm going to have to think a little bit more about what you said about we can influence our. Yeah. So like, let's just take, um, Christianity, Christianity out of it stuff like as that human says, beings yeah, yeah. that don't believe in Jesus, 
we can manifest whatever life we want. We can do energy work. We can assist in energy healing for other people. We can, um, create and visualize the life that we want that, which then has an impact on our subconscious. I mean, it's like science at this point, visualization has been proven over and over again to work on your subconscious brain so that then your awareness brings into your reality, what you want to bring into your reality. So then you take action on it and then you accomplish the goals that you want. Like, it's just the way your brain works. And so like God created our brains and our bodies to work in a certain way. And I think that's amazing. And the reality is every single person on the planet can do that, whether they believe in Jesus or not. So if we can, you know, create these things and we can do energy work and we can do all this stuff without Jesus, where does prayer come in? This is where I think God's plans are better than my plans. Yeah. Okay. So I see, I see what you're saying. I'll have to stew on that one for a little bit. That's I've never <laughs> thought of it from that perspective before. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. But, that's what I'm I, saying. Sometimes it gets confusing. I'm like, wait a second. Where is the, yeah. Where's the yeah. mix and where's the separation. And so it's not like, I'm not, one could ask the question, well, why then do you need God? Well, first of all, because he's God, he's God. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he answers about 20 million other uh, existential questions that we have. <laughs> well, I mean, like we can form our own, if, if you believe that, then you can form your own life here on earth, but then you're, you know, going to be basically yeah, what happens hell for eternity. Like, you know, so it's kind of an important piece to have. Well, see, Jesus we haven't talked about hell yet, so we can, yeah, we can talk okay. about that later, but right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but, that sounds okay. like it's going to be an interesting conversation then. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, but then what do you do as a Christian who's like, well, I can, I can do this. Is it only from God? No. Okay. Yes. In that he created it. No. In that it is something that everybody has the capability of doing. So then what do I do with that as a Christian? Okay. Well, we are told in, in the Bible to pray without ceasing. So what do you think? Why do you think that is? And what do you think that's doing? My understanding is that its primary goal is to be in relationship with God so that then your, your needs, your desires, your wants, and your behaviors are in alignment with him. That is going to dramatically change what choices you make with the influence that you have in the world. Well, and that, and that's exactly what kind of was revealed to me in the last two weeks. Like I, I was, I was in prayer and I was like, you know, just kind of almost crying out, like, you know, that, that wordless cry out of like, I don't understand what is going on and, and why I feel this way. And why I don't believe that, you know, prayer actually works. And, and he, he comes back and he says, you know, I answer the prayer of your heart, not what the words that you say. And I was like, wait, what? And there's actually scripture. I found it. I didn't even know this, but Matthew six, eight for your father knows what you need before you ask him. And so he's essentially like he, and so then he actually, cause I think I've shared before, like I hear him speaking in my head to me. So I actually have like a conversation with God during my prayers. And So he's like, what are you praying for? And I listed out what I was praying for. He's like, what do you really want? And I was like, well, I want what I'm praying for. He's like, no, what do you really want? And I was like, well, what do I really want? And then I started thinking, what do I really want? And I want, I basically want my family to be happy. I want stability and I want to do his work. Like those are really what I want out of my life. And he's like, that's what we're doing. And it wasn't what I was praying for because that wasn't necessarily in alignment with my true heart of what I wanted to do. And I was like, oh, I get it now. So yeah, I would have to say that like, I fully agree with what you were saying that it's, it's building that relationship. It's remaining open so that he can do the work so that we can fulfill our purpose, like the path that he has for us. And so that kind of started to become more clear. And so then I started thinking more about, you know, like, interventive prayers, right. For, you know, the health of somebody. Cause there's so many times where it's like, you pray for somebody to feel better or, you know, to get over a chronic illness or something. And it just doesn't happen. And it's like, why do you answer some, but not others? And so that's, that's kind well, of, I'm going to pause that there because I think he answers every prayer, but 
I think that's a different conversation. Well, well it's, I mean, it's no, in this it's, conversation. It's all, yeah, it's all part yeah, of I think what, what I'm but see, with there. Right, but I think what um, the question is, why, why do you think not getting your way is him not answering your prayer? Right, and so that was another piece that came to me yeah. was, I'm not here to just give you what you want. I'm here to, right. you know, to, you're here for a purpose and you need to fill that purpose. And so if your prayers, and there was another passage that it was literally the week after um, this initial kind of almost crisis, if you will, came up that in, in church, we were talking about like, if your will is in alignment with God's, you'll see all of your prayers being answered because like you're doing right. like you're in alignment, right, which is him. one of the reasons I think basically we should pretty much just pray. I mean, we can get, we, we can talk about how to pray, but I mean, basically the primary goal is to be praying that, um, we have wisdom, we have discernment and, um, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, yeah. So we, I started actually be, praying that, like, yeah. give me the wisdom to understand what I'm supposed to be doing here yeah. so that like, and so it's almost more like, instead of asking for, well, I want this to happen. It's right. how do I make this happen? And that's and is this where your I think will? That, right. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's where, um, a lot of the misunderstanding of prayer comes in. Everybody yeah. thinks that it is a, Hey, let me put my like a um, magic wish that comes. Yeah. To like, let me put my magic it. wish in Yeah, and God's just going to wave his magical wand. Like that right. literally never happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's just not, it's just not going to happen. So, I mean, when you're thinking about praying for other people's health, like you, you don't know what their life is like, you don't know what, well, and you know. that's, that's exactly what I've also come to understand. It's like, yeah. you don't know what he's doing in that person's life, how their illness is meant to either, um, support, how do I say this? Not like teach them a lesson in the way of like, they deserve a lesson, but like teaching them how to become closer to him. Like I would say that my chronic illness, when I was in my twenties, um, I had severe headaches and migraines and, and all kinds of stuff. And I felt like I was an 80 year old trapped in a 20 year old's body. And I was like, I don't understand why I'm going through this. And it was like a good decade that I struggled with that. And it brought me the path where I am now. And I'm like, now looking back, I understand the purpose that served, but I would pray every day, like, stop, you know, can I get out of this pain? And it never happened until I went through the steps I had to go through to learn what I need to learn so that I can help others, you know, doing the same thing. And so now I, I kind of put that together along, like what you said is just like, when I'm, when I'm praying for someone else's healing, it, it, there might be a lesson that they are needing to go through in their own life or in their own walk with him to bring them closer to him. Maybe they're an example for others, like in a, a positive way, like, Hey, look at this person who's struggling with their health like this, but they're still such an amazing God fearing, loving, joyful person, despite all of that. And then, and their suffering, their physical suffering can actually be a positive influence and lesson for others around them so that their suffering actually, you know, has a purpose in God's greater picture that we just don't see. And so I started to kind of make some of these connections over the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, okay, I I just, I think that I just had a completely wrong view of what I was more the magic wish girl. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. didn't know that that was what I believed, but that's right. what was coming up. And it was like, well, it's an easy habit to get into, right? Oh, I yeah. have access to the the cosmic creator of the universe. Uh, mm-hmm. What can he, what can he do for me? This yeah, lowly exactly. human, right? <laughs> what right. Can and that's you not do what it's for me, God. Yes. Yeah. And it's, that's not, that's not what we're taught to pray because, right. um, uh, we're, we're certainly told that we can ask for things. Um, but I think it's very clear that, um, he's not going to give us what we want all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that maybe goes back into like, how would we define prayer? So to me, I think it is, 
it's supposed to be the example of the healthiest relationship you have in life. So Mm -hmm. you're, the idea is that you are like, God is the, um, healthiest partner, healthiest friend, healthiest relationship you can ever have. So what does that communication look like? Right. Well, first of all, he's going to be honest with you. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to manipulate you. Um, you know, but, um, it's, it's like parenting, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Right. But, but like with kids, like they don't always get what they want. Right. Sometimes there's delayed gratification. Sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a yes. Sometimes it's a wait. It's, um, so what is that? But, but prayer it's really never un- for a mean reason. It's never, no, right. you're not going to get that. There's always a reason as a parent that you say no to your child. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And from, from, um, our perspective as humans talking to this all powerful being, um, you know, it is the intention it, I, I guess should be, if we were doing it perfectly would be to build communication. And that mm-hmm. is I'm sharing, I'm telling you my, my real thoughts. Um, I'm not, uh, Christianese languaging it, (laughs) you know, I'm not covering it in this fakeness. I'm not insincere. I am telling you the truth about how I feel. I am sharing my needs. And, you know, um, so there's a lot of examples of, uh, like praising God and being thankful. And, um, also like in the, in the flip side of the coin saying, but this is how I really feel. Right. So Mm -hmm. we can, we can say you are amazing. You have done this in my life. You are uh, the creator of the universe. Thank you for being here. And my life totally sucks right now. What's happening? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yep. we, I've prayed and, that before. And, but, so, but sometimes there's also just these phases where you're in the anger phase. And I was there in 2021 and it is what it is. Yeah. So, um, so I think if we were to define what prayer is, I think it's communication. And on our end, our job is to have honest communication because the, the reality is you come in you're having a day and you're like dear god thank you for everything that has happened in my life today you mm-hmm. are just amazing he knows inside yeah, right. you're like i hate my life right like <laughs> and and the reality is he wants to talk to you yeah he wants to talk to you and so i think coming at it from that perspective of like a conversation is totally different than like let me put my let, let me drop my penny in the wishing well kind of thing yeah. you know what i mean well and yeah and i think for me it's it's been a mix of both you know i, I tell sure. him what i want um and then but then you know just that epiphany moment when he's like but is that really what you want i'm like well yeah that's what i want so i've been asking for for like 4 years now and he's like that's not really what you want i'm like what do you mean and then he you know And then just like thinking deeper, it's like, you know, he's right. And he's actually been granting me what I really do want. I just, um, or maybe what you need. Well, I mean, he's great. He's granted me what I actually want, like freedom. I I work from home. I can be available for my kids. I, you know, bring in an income for my family, but maybe like, I've been realizing that my idea of success is not God's idea of success. And Mm -hmm. I've, I've been going through that over the last, um, probably couple of, couple of years, um, and just really starting to understand like why I'm doing what I'm doing and, sure. and what, what success looks like for him is just that I'm there with him and I'm asking him what he wants for me and that everything I do is, is heartly done for him as opposed to I'm a successful entrepreneur. I have helped heal like hundreds of women's migraines. Like he's starting to help me understand like me engaging in conversation with the lonely person sitting on the bench that I would normally not want to talk to because I'm not a huge, I'm a very big introvert. So I'm not going to want to just, you know, reach out to an apparently lonely person. And he's like, that's success. Like, you know, 
And I, I'm just like, you know, overcoming what I want to do what he is asking me to do. And so he's, he's really kind of, um, he's been showing me that, that I've been asking for the wrong things. And that's really, truly not what I want, but it's what my idea of success is. So that's what I'm asking for. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be different for everybody. You know what I mean? I, I think basically we will, we will get a no until our out, until our actual ask is, um, aligned with what he wants. So when I was, when I was kind of thinking, um, five minutes before this episode, when I was looking through the verses and, um, thinking, okay, what does the Bible actually say about prayer? So, um, the, I can't, kind of came up with a list and we can read through a couple of the verses. They're really short. Um, but basically like what the Bible tells us about prayer is this one, we should pray and pray regularly about all things. So I don't really think that there are, um, too many limits on what we can talk about when we're sad, when we're, um, angry, when we're happy, when we're glad, when we're joyful, when we're thankful, like we, we bring all of that into conversation, just like any healthy relationship, right? You right. get in bed with your husband at the end of the day, day, you're like, Hey, what happened today? Um, you know, that you haven't already told me about, like, let's talk about it. Like, how did you feel about that? Right? Like that, that's kind of, and it's weird a little bit because we don't, well, not all of us like Tanya <laughs> here does yeah. always talk back to us, yeah. but, yeah. <laughs> but right. Like sometimes it feels like a one-sided conversation. Um, but, but that's the cool kind thing of is the like, idea. You don't, you don't have to wait until you get into bed at the end of the day. Like oh, you right, literally right, right. get him every yeah. second of the day that you can constantly be talking Right. Um, and the second thing is that, um, you know, what the Bible is telling us about prayer is we should seek God's will. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably if we had to like hierarchy, like what we should be praying for, that's one of the things that like, we probably should prioritize because we probably won't want what God wants unless we (laughs) ask him to make us want what he wants. (laughs) And that's what I was talking about earlier, right? Like opening the door, like, um, you know, God is there for everybody at all times, but he doesn't force us to do anything we don't want to do. So we kind of have to give him permission to do these things in our lives because he's loving. And so, you know, and it would would be abusive. You want to talk about that? Like it would be abusive. if He's like, I'm going to force you to do this. And I'm going to force you to do that. Mm -hmm. And he's like the version of healthy that we all want in human relationships. And so he's going to be there. And, and we have to say, Hey, like, I know that, you know, better than me, I'm stuck here. Like, show me what you yeah. want to show me, you know? Yeah. And I think to that point, like Jesus models that perfect, um, that perfect attitude, you know, when he's praying in the garden, like, I really don't want to go through this. If there's any other way that we can accomplish this, can, can you please let that happen? But not my will, but yours, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, he, he obviously had to go through the the worst possible thing that a human ha- could have to go through on earth. And, um, but he still saw it sought God's will in that. Um, but he was, you know, when you think about that, it's also kind of weird because it's like God talking to God. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But it was like, yeah, that's a whole other topic there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait, how did that work? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cause there's this dichotomy that we don't understand being fully human and fully God. So he was in his humanness, right. In that, in that aspect. Um, so the third thing I wrote down was that he hears us and he listens, um, when we are at, when, what we are asking is in alignment with his will, which is what we've kind of talked about. So I think we are promised that anytime we pray, he hears us. And I think, um, we are also promised that, um, when we are in alignment with him, we're going to, like you were talking about when we are in alignment with him, and what he wants for us, we'll see results from that. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we're kind of guaranteed those to, to an extent. The fourth thing I wrote down is we can ask for help. So certainly we can ask for help guidance, mm-hmm. right? 
Mm -hmm. um, support, you know, something really horrible is going on in our life. We feel overwhelmed. We feel frustrated, like, like talk to God, right? Um, we should pray for our enemies. Like that's very clearly listed. And I think there's a psychological component to that, honestly, because if you think about, um, when you have, um, uh, uh, I don't want to even say unhealthy because sometimes anger or these, what we would consider negative emotions are healthy, but when we have these, um, what we would consider negative emotions or strong emotions or whatever, um, towards other people, uh, even on a, like a psychological brain level, there's something to shifting in the moment, like breaking the pattern and thinking about something else. So if we're sending all this negative energy and hate towards this person, shifting it and looking at them as a human being who has a life and who has, um, value and, and praying also for a them. child of God who he loves and, yeah. and, and praying, um, you know, for, and, you know, here's the thing I think with prayer is we always have to catch ourselves not to be praying selfishly. Yes, right? that's it. So if that you're going so to it. pray, if you're going to pray for somebody that you hate, listen, <laughs> I'm going to ca- contradict myself here for a minute, but, um, I think there is a time and a place to, pray hellfire down on people. Like you see it in the Psalms all the time where David is like, strike down my enemies. Right. Like, I think there's validity to that. Um, and yeah, that's not that what I'm talking about. Testament. Your- I don't know that we can quote old Testament prayer as an example for what Jesus taught. He didn't teach us to ask to pray. For Jesus upheld and built on the old Testament. So everything he in the did, old Testament, but yeah. he also said that we are supposed to love and pray for our enemies. And I don't think that includes asking them to be <laughs> raining hellfire on them. I disagree with you, but I also think there's validity in when you're praying for someone, it humanizes them. It gives you a different perspective in your brain and it's actually going to diminish. Cause I think everything that God tells us to do, there's a purpose for it. And a lot of it, I think is like helping us deal with our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we're praying for somebody that we hate, it humanizes them. And you're actually going to feel sometimes the energy towards that person begin to dissipate because sure. again, you're humanizing them. You're thinking about their situation. You're becoming more compassionate and empathetic. And essentially you're just releasing the power, uh, that they are, you are giving to them that right. they are quote unquote holding over you, but essentially you are giving it allowing to them. them. Yeah. yeah. You're allowing that to happen. And then, um, you're giving it up to God and saying, you deal with this. Right. Mm-hmm. But no, okay. I, Wait, well, I, I, I disagree wanna, with I you. Yeah. I was gonna say, I don't want to skip over this. I think that we need to have this conversation. Tell me no. why you think that it's okay to pray for, for hellfire to rain down on. <laughs> because, because I think that, um, there's a lot of evil in the world. I think there's nothing wrong with praying against that evil. And I don't think all the evil in the world is just demons. I think there's humans that are being evil humans. And, um, I think that, you are allowed to pray against that. You're allowed to pray that they see the consequences of their actions. You're allowed to pray that other people are delivered from that evil. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of validity to praying for, well, you know, consequences okay. and, 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 that and I can punishment. Understand. And I think that that's okay. But the way that you had stated it, it made it sound like if you have an enemy that you can just go ahead and be like, condemn them to hell. Like, <laughs> Get him away from me. Oh, you no, know, I don't, like we sh- we I don't want to condemn anybody to hell. That's not what I mean at all. When I say okay. raining hellfire, I mean, like okay. strike, strike that jerk with lightning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. So you so <laughs> let them more... see the consequences okay. of their behavior. Well, that I can get behind. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Like teach them how to be a better human being to other human no, beings. But, like... You know, but I'm not even saying like, if, if the example I was giving with like David in the Psalms, like he's not praying for people to go to hell. That's not what I mean at all. Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. Okay. I just well, mean that they deserve that. the consequences of their actions, just like any human does. Yeah. yeah all right? of us do. Yeah. And if they are being, you know, 
if if they're just being evil human beings, let them figure out what that means. <laughs> yes, no, I, I and let them agree stop with being that. evil. <laughs> and, and Lord, help them to come to that in any way that needs to happen. So right, that- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I but can, I mean, like, I okay. So, but that. just talking about like humanness, right. And having that relationship and being actually honest with God, right. Telling him how you feel. Yeah. yeah being right. like truly, truly like a hundred percent on. So, okay. So we can ask for help. We can pray for our enemies. Um, we should confess our sins and ask for forgiveness. So this is just like part of the relationship where it's like taking responsibility for who you are and mm-hmm. the faults that you have. I mean, there's so much that like could be applicable to human relationships, right? Like this yeah. is like, this is, this is, a mirror here for how we can talk to each other. Right. But, um, taking responsibility for our own lives and saying, you know, I, I yelled at so-and-so and I shouldn't have done that. And I'm really frustrated because of this. And I realized, you know, one of the things that's been coming up in my life, um, I've been struggling with a friend and, um, I hate confrontation. Oh my gosh. I hate it so much. Mm-hmm. And, um, I well, just you don't was... seem like you, you no, I hate it too much. Not, not with me anyway. <laughs> well, this is a safe place to disagree. That's oh, why it's, it's oh. pre-established that no, we disagree. The, ru- right? the rules of engagement have been, yeah, laid out. <laughs> the rules of engagement are Tanya and I can have different opinions and we're going to be friends at the end of the day. <laughs> um, in general though, I feel like, um, conflict threatens relationship. And I hate that. And so anyway, I've been kind of dealing with this. And one of the things that's really kind of come up is because, because here's the thing that I was really holding on to. I was like, she was wrong, right? She was Mm -hmm. wrong. And her, and she hurt my feelings. Right. And so I'm just like, but I'm not, I'm not technically in the wrong. Right. And so because of that, I was kind of holding on to it. And this is really frustrating. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, of course, as is always the case, the answer is always within within yourself, right? Yeah, like you have true. you have the issues because if you didn't have the issues, it wouldn't trigger you because an, a trigger is just a reflection of an unhealed wound. Yeah. And so I finally had to get to the point where, um, you know, I'm looking at myself and my own issues and you why that, that. I know I hate it. Put, holds that mirror up and say, oh, really? Why don't you look at your own I get per- first? I get particularly annoyed after everything I've been through when I still have to look internally. I'm like, I'm done yeah. with that. <laughs> I've done my share this I've lifetime. done my share of make it end now? personal growth and self-work. <laughs> okay. Um, but anyway, so I, you know, it, but it took a long time because technically like she did hurt me, right? Like mm-hmm. there is, there is the truth there that that really was not thoughtful on her part. And like there, you know, I'm not, I'm not changing that. And the reason it hurts is because of my own stuff inside, yeah. like I needed to work on that. That's where that came from. Right. And, and, um, when you're able to do that, and when you're able to actually like take the responsibility and deal with your own stuff, then a lot of that negative energy dissipates yes. and the blame then goes off of the other person. Now, obviously we were just talking about like legitimately evil people. That's not what I'm saying here. Like sometimes the fault really does hundred percent lie with the other person. Right. Yeah. But, um, in, in situations like this, where you have two good people that are having a hard time relating to each other, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, so when we, we have that in human relationships and then we have that with God, right. Where it's like, okay, I am recognizing that I am not all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the good thing too, is that you can recognize like he has zero fault. So right. it's always ours, which then right. is like, if there's no muddled, it, well, was that on her? Was that me? Is that my stuff? Is that something that she's projecting? Like what? Right. Yeah. At least with him, it's very clear. Like, no, this is all you, this is all your stuff you got to deal with here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you know, okay. I'm just going to like throw another, <laughs> I have so many opinions, Tanya. So I, I, uh, I know this. <laughs> don't we all? But this is something I thought about too. Okay, so talking about confession and forgiveness and all this kind of stuff. I I think there's a spectrum with everything, and in Christianity, 
I think there is, you have to be careful. I don't think the idea of confessing sins and being humble and asking for forgiveness and all this kind of stuff is a woe is me. I'm a worm. I am a horrible human being guilt Mm -hmm. fest. I, and I'm so, I hate that about Christian culture. I actually heard somebody talking about this the other day. They have a different podcast and I didn't listen to a whole lot of it, but I heard this little clip of it. And he was basically talking about how supposedly Christianity and Jesus is supposed to free you from guilt and shame. Like that's the whole selling point. And yet Christianity, the religion is all about guilt and shame. And it's so annoying. Like that's not, you know, and I really felt like that a lot. There's so much, um, not to, not to harp on, uh, contemporary Christian music. Cause there's a lot of really excellent contemporary Christian music. And there's a lot also that is sung in churches that is so guilt-ridden and as opposed to praising God and talking about freedom and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, we have an entire generation of Christians that is, woe is me. My life is horrible. I'm not worth anything. And I'm sorry, but that does not attract anybody to have a relationship with Jesus. You know, it it is about freedom. It is about redemption. It's the fact that you can make mistakes and, and your heart can grow. The Mm -hmm. idea of sanctification is like the most exciting thing. Sanctification means you get closer to becoming more like God, the longer you live and the more you grow to be like him. Mm-hmm. And, and this is a process, right? A refining process where yes, you make mistakes, but you, which is why we never get away from that self-improvement task right, that we right. have and, to go through. And you constantly are looking internally, but it's like, I would relate this to like singing, right? Like I went to school for opera and like the more you take lessons, you, you get better and better in your technique and the better and better that you get the worse you feel like you are because you see all the flaws and you can hear more and more details that like 10 years ago, you wouldn't have heard that you had that little wobble, but now you hear every little tiny little thing, you know, and it's so annoying. And so like, you may feel as you are getting better in your faith and in your Christian walk, like you see all these details because you're getting closer to God. And so God sees all all of that, like in, in minute detail. And so that's way more than we probably will ever get to see in our lifetime. Yeah. Right. But but that does not mean that you are yes. this horrible person. You're still yeah. on this journey of becoming better. And, you know, and hopefully the mistakes become smaller and the mistakes become fewer and further between and you mm-hmm. becoming more loving and a more empathetic person and somebody that cares about other people and helps the world become a better place. And, you know, all these kinds of things. And, um, so I, I like to throw that caveat in there just because I feel like a lot of times in Christian religion, we fall into the pit of like, yes. woe is me a lot. And that's yeah. just not, that's not what it is. Yeah, we that's that's an interesting point that you bring up because my mom and I were actually having this conversation after Wednesday night Bible study. Um, our passage was in First Corinthians, and it was um, when Paul was talking about, um, you know, he he was addressing the the doubts that the Corinthian church had on the actual resurrection. And he's basically saying, if you don't believe in the resurrection, then our faith is kind of in vain. Like that's the whole key thing. And if you don't believe that that can happen, that the dead can raise, and then Jesus didn't raise, then we're all basically consigned to, you know, just death and and nobody can ever raise. And um, so then, so then we were talking, you know, and he had, he had said something about the seed and the seed will grow into grain, but it's, it's, it has to die first. So you have to like the earthly body has to die before, you know, the, the plant can come out. And then how much like that we're the seed. And so we were kind of talking in Bible study on how our bodies are essentially envelopes that are containing the true flower of our, our essence of, of who we are. 
And so my mom and I were talking afterwards, like just thinking how amazing it will be when we are resurrected and we have our heavenly bodies to see the potential that is locked inside of these human forms that we're constantly trying to strive for on this earth and in this life, but that will then be revealed once, you know, that's a really positive way to think about it. I have the negative view, which is that, um, (laughs) I talk about this all the time. Um, when we die, we, we, um, are, we immediately have exactly what you're saying. This all knowing sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I was talking to Patrick the other day and I was like, okay, so in the garden of Eden, it was the knowledge of good and evil in heaven. It is all of God's knowledge. And that's going to be like a similar awakening of, Mm -hmm. to me, when I die, this is like my greatest fear when I die and go to judgment day. Like I realize that it's fine. You move into heaven and it'll be happy. But for judgment day, my interpretation of what that's going to be like is this instant knowing of everything I could have done and didn't and everything I did do that I shouldn't have. And just like, I don't think God needs to actually say anything. I think it's like, I think it's like the garden of Eden. You, you get there, you know, and I don't think he's going to have to shame you. I don't think he's going to have to tell you. I think you just get there, you see it, you know, and you are thrown at his feet and you are like, yeah, like you, like you just know. And to me, that's like, Oh, I don't want to go through that. <laughs> I don't well, want to we all it. will have to. I know, but but I, I mean, the cool is. thing is, like, yeah, then then our entrance, like, we get to be in heaven, and we're wiped clean of all of those things, and the true, our true selves can shine through, like the the true yeah, the full, essence, the full authentic of who we were designed to be. That's yeah. right, and that's that the challenge here on Earth. Is that to is try to unravel part. as much of that yeah. as possible here on Earth, and how man, far can you get in that journey yes. to discover what that feels and looks like? And like on, you said, the physical, like the, the more you work on it, the, the more you see that horrible, the horrible things that, and, but, but for me, it's just like, when I see that and I'm like, man, I am such a sucky person. Whenever I have that thought, I just, I immediately like, nope, I'm not going to go there. Cause I'm not going to like beat myself up. I am forgiven by the grace of God. Like Jesus died for exactly that. And he loves me anyway. And I always go back to like, he loves me anyway. It's okay. Do better next time. And so that's kind of like my mantra is like, just do better next time. And every time I catch myself. And so that, that, that helps me to not focus in on how, how sucky I am, how many times I do bad things through the day or, you know, a snappy word or, you know, some inappropriate reaction to my Mm -hmm. kids or my husband or whatever. And Um, because otherwise, yeah, if you were to sit there and just keep thinking about it and beating yourself up on it, like you would be miserable. Mm -hmm. Who would want to go through that? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you have to focus on his love and his forgiveness or this would be a horrible religion to follow. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing that, so just in the reviewing the list of what I had written down with the Bible tells us about prayer. Um, we also have the example to pray. We have the ultimate example because Jesus said, this is the example of how to pray. Right. Yeah. Um, so we have our father who art in heaven. We're acknowledging who he is. Um, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So we acknowledge who he is and we are, um, edifying and praising, right? Like, so there's a lot of words that we could use to use this every day, but there's praise in there and it's recognition of like his power and who he is, um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So boom, right off the bat, it's like, let this be, let, let my will be your will. Um, you have the say in all of this, you know, help me align with that. Uh, 
your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So like provide for us our needs. That's totally valid to pray for, right? Mm -hmm. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You know, give us protection um, in the spiritual realm. Help us to make better decisions. Help us to make good decisions, right? And um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For that is the kingdom of power of God. So there's more praise at the end, right? And you kind of wrap it up. You start with praise, you end with praise, you acknowledge who he is, you ask for what you need. Right. So I think that's, that's totally valid. And then the other thing that the Bible says about prayer is that the Holy spirit prays on our behalf, which is pretty freaking Mm -hmm. cool. And I think you were alluding to that earlier when you were talking about, um, but the Holy, like the Holy spirit, uh, I think there's a verse that says something to the effect of, um, interprets our moanings (laughs) and that is like, uh, we sometimes don't have words. We sometimes don't understand, um, or sometimes we are in so much pain that it's Mm -hmm. hard for us even to communicate what we want or what we need. Mm -hmm. And so the Holy Spirit will actually interpret on our behalf yes. and pray on our behalf, which is kind of cool because if you think about it, he knows way better than we know anyway. And yeah, exactly. he's like in there, like interceding for us, which is a pretty cool thing. So ultimately I think we have like guidance of like how to, and what it means and, um, and everything. But ultimately I think it, it's about the relationship. It's yeah. about the sanctification process, helping us to become more like God so that all those actions in our life demonstrate that. Um, and, and not, and not so much of, I want this, will you give me this? It's, it's right. not the kid so like, there's in, the, also, in the grocery um, store aisle check out. Can I have this? Can I have this? No, no, put it back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I for sure think we, as humans, like tend that way. And we have to really keep ourselves in check. Cause that's just like, it's just not prayer. Um, yeah. like we're allowed to ask for what we want. Like that is in there, but I think the priority is the other stuff. It's like right. the priority is help me want what you want. So that then what right. I want is an alignment, right? Right. Or yeah. show me what I need or yeah. give me like, show me what or it is that you want understand. me to accomplish in life Yes. or help me understand my purpose or like, you know, yeah. Or even just um, what I'm supposed to do next. Like what, what do you want me to be doing? Yeah. What should I yeah. be doing right now? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh yeah. Just give me wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in Ephesians six eighteen, it kind of gives us like a broad freedom of what to pray for. Cause it says pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Yeah. With this alert or with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Um, but there is, um, the other, um, look at the, I'm going to look for the verse. There is a verse that's basically specifically what we were talking about. And that, oh, it's first John five fourteen. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So like, yes. there's all these, there's the caveats though, that like, listen, yep. you're not pray without ceasing and pray for whatever the needs and wants are in your life and make sure that you're coming to God and in constant communication with God. And just also realize that he may not say yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He wants to hear those and he wants us to ask because there's also something, um, I don't remember which study it was that we were doing, but we were, we were basically, um, talking about how, when we approach him with humbleness and ask him, it's a way of us like submitting, right? It's, it's us being able to ask for what we want and understanding that it might be turned down, but that we are still coming to him out of that humbleness, understanding that we can't necessarily do it ourselves or on our own. And, um, and I think just having that humble heart and acknowledging like, he's going to give us what he's going to give us and being okay with that, but still making our desires known to him. Like he knows what we want, but sometimes I think he doesn't give it to us unless we actually ask him for it, you know, because he wants us to have that submissive, like 
and I don't know if submissive is the right word, but like that humble approach to him and understand like you're fully in control. So I'm asking, will you give this to me? Is that okay? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's yes, sometimes no. Sometimes it's, I'm not going to answer that right now, but. Yeah. And I think the other thing that kind of comes up over and over and it's, it's sort of been a thread, even though we haven't worded it exactly this way. And that is that God always is looking at your heart and, um, that has, I think regardless of what we are praying for, uh, our heart is supposed to be in the right place. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, it's not going to go well for you. Just, right. be, you know, to be honest. So <laughs> Proverbs 15, eight says the Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked. So like, you know, in the old Testament, it's all about, um, offering sacrifices for, you know, the forgiveness of your sins and, you know, all these different, um, activities. And so basically the Lord detests the sacrifice of the wicked. They're doing something quote unquote good, but if their heart is in the wrong place, right. that's not looked upon as a good thing, but the prayer of the upright pleases him. But then in Matthew, it talks about, um, uh, the, the example the of the guy words. that's like praying profusely out in public for the mm -hmm. attention of other people, yep. that's yep. not looked at as good either. Right. Like yeah. it's like strip away all of the, um, insincerity and the, like I said earlier, the Christianese language and right. just come to God as who you are, yeah, who you yeah. are in this moment, where you're at and just be honest because he like you can't hide anything from him anyway so why are you trying you know? that's right that's right like, who knows? <laughs> and 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 the last one that I think that I'll I'll mention that we didn't bring up was Mark eleven twenty four. 24 um therefore I tell you whatever you ask in prayer believe that you have received it and it will be yours and I think that's one that kind of threw me and why I kind of thought of this like drop the you know penny in the wishing well kind of thing um but but really you know reading some of the commentary on that and, and things and and essentially what what they're saying is that he's capable of granting any prayer, but we have to ask it with godly motives. And, and that godly motives really stuck out to me. It's like, yeah, he's not going to give us just anything we want unless what we want, like we can pray to, you know, become millionaires. Well, great. How is that going to, uh, how is that going to further, you know, God's mission? Like what's in it for God? You know, essentially we can always ask, is this prayer in alignment with something that is intended to further God on earth? And if the answer is no, then it's probably not in alignment with what he's wanting, right? But if you're praying to become a millionaire so that you can take those millions of dollars and go feed the homeless, you might become a millionaire, right? But you have to truly want to have that money so that you can go do that. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I started kind of thinking about like that motive is like, am I, is this a selfish prayer because I want a million dollars? And that, that wasn't my prayer, by the way, but um, <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, that's not what I was praying for. For the past um, 10 if, years, she's been praying for $10 million. I've been praying to be a millionaire and he hasn't answered that. Dang it. <laughs> but, um, you know, if I were to pray over and over, I want to be a millionaire. Why do I want to be a millionaire? Do I want to be a millionaire so I could have money and go buy boats and planes and whatever and travel the world and not work? Or do I want a million dollars so that I can go feed the homeless in Africa or, you know, provide shelter for the homeless here in the, in the United States or whatever it is? You know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the godly motives is like the key factor there. And it's like the reason that a lot of my prayers, I think had not been answered is because they're, they were not godly motives. They were selfish motives and he didn't answer them. And so then I started thinking, okay, well, if he's never answering any of my prayers, like, why am I praying? It doesn't work. And that's where that epiphany came in. It's like, you're not asking the right things and you're not asking it for the right reasons. And so it was kind of, it was kind of a pretty big eye opener. And so now my prayer has always been like, okay, if I'm going to ask for this, what's my motive? Is this selfish 
or is this because I want to do something for God and, um, and then, and then adjusting my prayer accordingly. And so we'll see how that goes. Cause that's just been a fairly recent development. So. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think kind of just to summarize what we've talked about the idea with prayer is to build the relationship and to ask him to start working in our lives so that we become more consistently in alignment with what he wants. So then when we do have these ideas or these wants or these thoughts pop up in our head, uh, we feel really confident in following them. Cause that that's ultimately in my, in my mind, you, there's also, and we didn't really touch on this a whole lot, but there's this whole idea in the Christian community. Well, if I just pray for it, that's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, man, does that bother me? Well, and sometimes that's okay. Like sometimes all you need to do is prayer. Maybe that's all you can do. So I want to make right. sure that. No, but I'm talking about situations where it's like, I, I in your need own the, life. That, yeah. yeah. Like, like I'll just prayer. use our, no, no. I'll just give our, like our specific life example. Like a lot of people in the Christian community are addicted to pornography and they think they can just pray it away mm-hmm. without doing the work. Like my yeah. head explodes. And the thing is pastors tell them that all the time. They'll go into their pastor and they'll be like, well, you just need to pray harder. Hmm. <laughs> ah, okay. So no. <laughs> so the reality is you pray that your heart is in the right place and you pray that God brings things into your life. And then guess what he normally does? He sends other humans, other resources, say, other, other activities or, that you yes. actually need to do to take responsibility for your behavior. Yeah. And then it's your job to follow through on that. And you can yeah. pray for God to change your heart. You can pray for God to help you. You can pray for God to give you strength. You can pray for God to like fight the spiritual warfare if that's what's happening in your life with that. But I'm sorry, you don't get to sit on the couch and then magically get over that. Like you actually yep. have to take action on it and utilize, here's the thing, utilize the resources that he actually brings you in mm-hmm. that situation, right? Yeah. So that that's a pet peeve of mine too, is like when they fling so far to the opposite end of the spectrum where it's like, well, I'm just gonna throw this out to the universe and I don't actually have to take any action on it. Yeah. So where I think it's a healthy is that your prayer life is basically like, let me develop this really good, strong relationship with God. So that when I have these ideas, when I have these instincts, when I have these visions that they are in alignment more often than not, and then I feel really confident in taking all the human physical action on them. I'm going to visualize this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to meet the people that I want. I'm going to throw this in my, um, my goal setting. I'm going to put this on the, you know, I'm going to write this goal down. I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to take action on this. Right. And if your heart is really in alignment where it's like, I really ultimately want what God wants, then he may have, um, the freedom to throw a, a, uh, um, roadblock. Thank you. Um, in there and, uh, stop it from happening if your heart's in the right place. But you know, my point is, it, there's usually both things have to happen in order to move forward in your life in the direction you want to go. And, and yeah. that comes part, part comes in to, uh, with the free will, right? Like we right. have to make the choices that will make this happen. And, you know, God's there to, to be part of that, but he's not going to do it to you. You have yeah, to God, choose to. Yeah. And that's the thing I think we, and we've sort of talked about this throughout the whole thing too, is he's not this magician that just waves a magic wand and he's like, Oh, okay. You're like, yeah. you want, you want this magic thing. And then I'm going to like make your life super perfect for you. Like that's well, I just mean, not look reality. At, <laughs> look at the, the gospel being spread. Like he totally could have just spread the gospel through the entire world back, back when, you know, right. after Jesus died, but he didn't, he relied upon the humans to go do it for, for him like that. He wants us involved in all of that. And and I do think that's really important because I've fallen myself. I've recognized that I've fallen into those traps before where I pray for this thing 
And then I just expect that he's going to give it to me right. without having to work for it. And right, right, right. Yeah. You know, it's when I'm even like, talking well, about like not, life right? goals or like business goals, Exa- right. Or like, like so many it was different a business things. goal thing. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, okay, God, I'm ready for you to just, you know, take this and do this thing and make this part successful for me. And mm-hmm. I'm just sitting back here and I'm like, why are you not doing this? Like what's going on? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah. Minute. And so like in that aspect, it's like, okay, maybe we shift that then to give me the inspiration that I need. Yes. Give me the creativity that I need, you know, like what steps those, should I take to make yeah, this happen? Give me yes. the guidance, um, you know, or give me the vision that you have, right. or the, you know, or whatever it right. is. Yeah. There's exactly. like little tweaks like that. So if you are not actually willing to do what it takes, that may be a very delayed answer. Or if you're putting yeah. caveats or you're controlling the situation, right. Or you want God to do it in the way that you want to do it. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. I also know from personal experience that doesn't go well. <laughs> that doesn't go well. Yeah. And then you start doubting that prayer works when in reality, yeah. it's your own hangups and your own issues right. that you need to acknowledge. So yeah. he always answers our prayer in the way that's going to move us forward and closer to him always, right. yeah. always exactly. first and yeah. First and foremost. He doesn't so. cut corners. Like we like to show. I know he never <laughs> makes it easy. No, Come on. Wait, just like, can I just one seven easy answer? Anyway. Nope. All right, there you go. Those are our thoughts on prayer. So Take we're not teaching. We're not preaching. We're just talking. If any of you guys have any thoughts or, or opinions on that as well, leave us, a, leave us a comment about it. Yep. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our mission on this podcast is to probe topics within the Christian faith to ensure that what we believe is in alignment with scripture and that we understand why we believe what we do. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a five-star review and share it with a friend. Did this topic challenge your belief? Did we give you a new perspective? Or did it solidify what you already knew to be true? Leave us a comment and tell us your thoughts. We can't wait to hear from you.